Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George Mackay back here on the MLW Rewind. And as you can tell, Uncle Bobby B is not here. Or he's but had a change in. I've had a change of. I've had a, what? A change of co-hosting? No, no, no. Like, are we firing Uncle? Bo- no, he's oh, he went- to change. He's. Li- I gotta say, the better, doctor did you know, fucking phenomenal. phenomenal work. Without without further ado, here is the new <laughs> Uncle Bobby V. Though, no. guys, as always, you may know her for some of the stuff we've done in the past, some prediction shows, some reaction shows. But this <laughs> is the voice of reason, one of the cornerstones of Straight Talk Wrestling. Michelle Rougeau's back, and she's joining me for the MLW Rewind Fury Road Fallout. Great, great show. Great pay-per-view like top to bottom yeah yeah absolutely enjoyed the crap out of this pay-per-view um let's get into it like i'm still feeling i'm still reeling from that really from it all i really from it all all right so our first match uh was off the top i didn't put these in order because i wasn't sure how the card went but we'll we'll jump all over the place our first match to open the show was the weapons of mass destruction we did not see COVID in a box no this time they got rid of the anthrax but what we did see is some kind of chemical slash biohazard waste yeah. in a very large container, much like what Mads Cougar was thrown into. So you know that Jacob Atu being in this type of match, he knows exactly what he needs to do and how to, I guess, kind of convey the landscape of this you match. Had, you could tell he knew how to navigate in That's that the word, space. navigate. He knew kind of where to put his footing or he knew where to go kind of, I guess when you've already lived through that, you kind of already have your feet wet in yeah. that kind of setting. You are a veteran in that yeah, in that yeah, match that at that sense. point. Yeah. While Ricky Shane Page had no shortage of all kinds of viciousness. Oh my God, yeah. Let's talk about a couple of Ricky Shane Page highlights. One, taking the bottom of a steel chair and grinding it yeah. into Jacob Fatou's toes. Then taking that, uh, you know, Ricky Shane Page staple, that nine inch nail and digging it into... Yeah. The footing of the foot, like the uh, the underskin, if you will. The foot the, seems to be the the object. Well, of... And you know what, though, I'll give him credit because again, a lot of wrestlers, some wrestlers don't wear boots. Yes. And nobody yes. ever really attacks the feet, other than doing the stomp to try to get out of a hole. Yes. So I think Ricky actually attacking the feet, he knew because you're gonna brawl with Jacob for two. Ricky can hold his own, but if you're gonna let Jacob for two have that space to fly. Oh, yeah. He's going to yeah, make you pay for it. Yep, yep. He's going to make you pay for it every single time. Uh, you know, Jacob Fatou will definitely make you regret not cutting him off at the knees. Right, yeah. So if you can't take take Fatou out at the knees, take him out at the feet. Oh. Or at least that was the strategy of Ricky Shane Page. Now, another cool Ricky Shane Page moment was where he picked up Jacob Fatou with a steel chair already on his back and then proceeded to do a simple power slam that was so basic yet so fresh at the same time because he power slammed him not onto a chair but with with, with yeah. the chair yeah. which I thought was cool. I thought that was a really fresh, innovative look at that move. Like you know, I think a lot of times when you're watching matches, you do see a lot of the similar things, but it's you know, it's to get that pop. But I think that was a very creative, out of the box. Same thing with the feet. Like it's a trend now. You've seen like he definitely thinks outside of the box, and I think in matches to come that's really gonna be a good um weapon for him to have in his arsenal to think like that to say you know what his feet are open i'm gonna attack those suckers exactly and you know what the funny thing was the interesting thing was even though jacob Atu has been in this match before ricky shane page was the innovator yeah. of new yeah. things in this match jacob went for the not cliche cliche things to say 
or the cliche things to say. There we go. I got the word right finally. Not to say that, but I mean, he did his typical, you know, Tope Suicidas. Yes. He did his suicide dives, but Ricky actually taking off the top rope that of was, the ring. Yeah. That and then taking smart. the hook and digging the hook yeah. into Jacob's feet. Again, the feet being the primary focus right. for the calling and yeah. for Ricky Shane Page. But I will say, Jacob Fatu did get his spots in, did get his work in. Um, the pretty much, I guess, inverted like corkscrew moonsault. Over the second rope onto Ricky on the floor was incredible. Ricky went through tables. Jacob went through tables. But Ricky also got the worst of that chemical waste bin. Yeah. As his face was put inside of it. Fireworks and flames all came out. And Ricky was definitely busted open. Ricky was the one that was busted open very early on in this match. Again, with a rather fresh take on a full tank of gasoline hit Ricky right across the face. Like, and Ricky took it. There was no protection blockage. Ricky took the whole thing and he was bleeding profusely. Uh, But then again, the calling never traveling alone. As we know, Akira came out in a fantastic suit, by the way. Yeah. Amen. Like who, whoever created that for you, if that was your own mind, like very, very on point. Very stylish. I liked that. Very stylish. And uh, even though Jacob at some points was able to kind of contain the two-on-one assault, Eventually, the numbers game caught up to him and Ricky with an insane DDT on the edge of the seating yes. part of a steel chair. And you saw that chair go straight legged yeah. and you saw the dent from Patu's head. And that was it. That was the one, two, three. Done, yeah. And now the calling has another title to add to their collection. So check out the calling. OK, yeah. tag titles. OK, middleweight title. OK, now the open weight title. Oh. So they're just coming for gold. They're they 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 really them. have all the gold. The only gold they don't have right now is Delmi Exo's featherweight championship. Okay, but they have Mandy Leone as okay. their featherweight competitor. Okay, they don't have or they haven't eyed Alex Kane yet. Right, but if you go back through the Straight Talk archives, I did sit down with Akira, and I sat down with Alex Kane. And I mean, the logical choice for War Chamber, which is a year away, logical choice is that these two teams will meet at War Chamber. At the calling's yeah. been there. Boumaier is now beefing up their numbers, but Boumaier still being the heavy favorite in the faction world, even though the calling has all these belts, Boumaier has the belt. Yeah, right. And that makes a big difference. It does. You can have all the gold in the world, but if you don't have the belt, right, you really don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking about like the number one headband, Afro Samurai, right? You ain't shit unless you got that number one. Who cares if you're the number two? Who cares? Nobody remembers a silver medalist, except Michelle Kwan, but she fell. And the only reason I know that is because um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Name one silver medalist, Rosa. Michelle Kwan. She failed, Rosa. She failed. That's right. That's my Terry Crews. I can't do the uh, the pecs. No. I can't make my pecs dance. He, he does that quite well. Does it quite he well. does it quite well. Yeah. Terry Crews does it quite well. And we all know what happens. I mean, according to him uh, and some other movies, once you go with him, you end up in a wheelchair. White chicks. Great movie. If you haven't watched, please go check it out. I wouldn't like it's not my go to. No, it's not a go to, but it's a good, it's a decent, flick. Flick. yeah. And it like you just want sense on the map, yeah. You want and you want sense, senseless humor that makes no sense. White chicks, white chicks, white chicks. Whenever you can yeah. see the Wayne's brothers as white chicks, yeah, it's funny, yeah. Or now I'm thinking about the hot chick, Rob Schneider. And now we're getting off topic. We're getting way, way off. Way We've off. gone way off topic. All right. Next match in this amazing card yes. was not a match, but a promo. A Mance Warner promo. Yes. And Mance Warner was air drying his feet 
in his or the SGC's change room to the point where Matt Justice was covering his nose. Manders took off his trademark cowboy hat and put it over his face. Sam Laterna was dry heaving and gagging. He apologized for the smell. I will say that he he did apologize twice for the smell, but I don't think that was enough. Well, according, I mean, according to Mance Warner and to quote him right now, let me preach for a second. He was walking around Philadelphia for the past couple of days barefoot. So he was walking through whatever the streets of Philadelphia had to offer. And uh, yeah, there was definitely a a profuse odor to the point where I couldn't smell it, but I could just imagine what it smelled like. And it didn't smell. There was no Febreze could not help that locker room in any way. But he pretty much did say that Matt Cardona, he was going to put his feet in the boots. Yeah. Then he was going to take the boots off in the yep. ring, beat Matt Cardona with the boots, then make then- Matt Cardona kiss one of his feet. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was your typical Mansour promo. You laughed quite a bit through it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there is a thing about just like a gross, stinky man being like, you're going to, these are disgusting. And I made them as dirty as I can for you. Here you go, baby. Now, what about Matt Striker's thought process? We thought Matt Striker and Joe Joe Dombrowski were on fire tonight on commentary. Absolutely amazing. But Matt Striker consistently pointing out through the night, and I guess it might've been, again, to use the word cliche by the end of the night, but every match where there was an everyman type of character, he was pointing out that, that these fans in Philly, a working class town, working class city, uh, they could get behind the everyman character. Yeah. So you got your Willie Mack was an everyman. Yes. You had um, uh, 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 Mance Warner yeah. was an everyman. You had Jacob Fatu in that particular instance. In that setting was the, was the everyman. Yeah. So do you feel like Matt Stryker consistently pointing out the everyman was something that added to Fury Road? Or do you feel that it took away from Fury Road as the card went deeper? You know what? I think it added just to get the crowd involved, to get people involved. You always want to root for somebody that you have that connection with. That Investment. You, you want to be invested. Can, yeah. Like, no, I'm that guy. Yeah. Or, you know, I know that guy. And I'm, he always gets picked on by the big guy or whatever the case is. I so. think that's why, like, even when I was younger and I fell in love with wrestling, I think yeah. that's why I resonated with the Bam Bam Bigelows or the um the big boss man type characters because they had the same body type that I had. Yeah. So I resonated with those guys. Not so much out of shape. I am out of shape. But not so much out of shape, more so they were the shape that I was. Right. Yeah. It's like you look for somebody who looks like you or sounds like you to have that like, okay, this is something that I can aspire to given my aesthetic. And I think that I think that's really important, whatever age you are. I think it's really important to have something to strive for. I like that. I like that. And before we get into the next match on the card, which was Becca versus Maki Ito for the number one contendership for the featherweight title. We finally had the debut of Sessions with St. Laurent. And the dirt sheets were wondering, everyone was wondering who he was going to bring in. Uncle Bobby B thought it might have been Matt Cardona, but Matt Cardona was already on the card. So I didn't feel that that made sense. And this one was someone who hasn't been on MLW television in two plus years. That's right. She disappeared under extremely, very mysterious circumstances. And now she's back. That's right. The bitch of MLW, her words, is back. Selena De La Renta. And she now has the pipeline to Mexico. Right. Considering CD, Cesar Durant, mysteriously disappeared. And St. Laurent asked her. He asked the hard question. He said, yeah. did you have something to do? Right. And all she said was, what do you think? Leaving it open-ended, so not denying it. But not confirming Not either. confirming either, Just, exactly. You know, letting you... You decide... Form your, form your own opinion. And we're going to lay the information yeah. out like Murders in the Building podcast, and you're going to come up with a solution. Shameless plug, Murders in the Building, fantastic show. 
Um, but what did you think? I mean, again, you're not really invested in MLW yes. like I am or like yeah. Uncle Bobby B is. But for your first taste of a full MLW event, and it's their only only their second pay-per-view since coming back and relaunching and everything like that. Right. What was your thought process on Selena De La Renta returning? And what was the vibe you got from it? Um, I got that she is like a Griselda Blanco kind of character, Ooh. like a Black Widow. I really liked um, the attitude. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. To take a line from the show You, I can't remember the character's name, but she says uh, basically something along the lines of like, I... Like, I don't care if you think I'm a bitch. I actually hugely prefer it. And, like, the word bitch has a, a negative connotation to it. You think it's it does. bad. But for me, a bitch is a, it's a person. I'm not going to say a male or a female, but it's a person who gets shit done. Bitches get shit done. Hmm. And that was the energy that I got from her. That, you know what? I'm here. I'm back. And I'm making a statement. And, like, I'm, I'm going to prove you guys right. She said she's going to bring the best luchadors that mlw has ever seen mm -hmm. and so now bring it and we're going to see her debut luchador on october 14th at mlw's next event which is promptly titled and i do love the title yes. for october there's no better title slaughterhouse that's right october 14th mid-october we're going to get slaughterhouse mlw style and it is going to be absolutely fantastic and to quote one of my favorite lines from her speech where she snatched the mic away from saint yeah. laurent she took all the spotlight she said mlw i'm coming for all the gold yeah. i'm coming for all the power and i am coming for revenge yes and when selena de la renta sets her sights on revenge like michelle said bitches be getting shit done there hell hath no fury like a woman scorned right mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. like it was that was the energy she brought so i'm excited to see you know what her next step is you've got me amped up show me show, yeah show me Let's okay go. you the ball's in your court here you go take the ball yeah. you're gonna run with the yeah. kid show me what you got yeah absolutely right and i think so would you say you're a fan of Selena de la I am. I am and i think like i chris jericho I, I think said it best like sometimes when they give you 30 seconds you have a promo here's 30 seconds you have screen time what are you gonna do with it and i think she knocked it out of the park she like, made the I'm most sold. of it i'm sold I like that. I like that. Okay, well, the bitch of MLW is back, and she's gonna she's taking names, and she wants all the gold. So she's definitely gonna have her sights set on the calling and on Boom My yes. Fight Club, hundred fifty percent. Now let's get into this. Oh, to center myself, Becca versus Maki. I thought you were gonna break out into song for a second. No, I'm gonna talk about how one of my favorite childhood lullabies though was ruined tonight. Oh, no. uh, Becca. Uh, Makito coming out looking happy as hell to be there, always looking for a fight and looking absolutely ready to kill you with a smile on her face. Yeah. Uh, Becca coming out to sing her single, You Ain't Cute, insulting Makito, then in the point telling, uh, I guess, the sound guy to cut her music and saying, You and I should have a sing off. Yes. So as Maki Ito promptly tells everyone, she will sing for everyone. She goes to belt out a very bad off-key note and is greeted with a back fist from Becca. Becca taking an early advantage. And then at one point, Becca having Maki Ito in a chokehold began to sing with the mic. And I'll give her credit. She yes. did do the chokehold with the mic. Began to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star completely off key to the point where it may haunt my dreams. Now, if Rob was here, he would defend her singing and saying that, oh, you know, she was, she was wrestling a match. She couldn't get the proper pitch. No amount of pitch pipes or acoustics 
could save this woman. Oh, no. In the ring right now, other than the featherweight champion at MLW, there is no woman with a better character Mm -hmm. and better in-ring work than Becca. I will give her all of that. And she milks this pop star thing for what it's worth. My whole problem is, is that there are individuals out there that actually think she's talented at singing, like Rob, and she is not. She's a fantastic character. She's a great heel. I hate to love her, and I love to hate her, but you have ruined any resemblance of a happy childhood for me, because Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is now burned in my mind, almost like a seagull, being strangled by a cat, being strangled by an alligator being shot in the head by the rednecks from deliverance that is quite the picture squeal i will say her don't lie don't lie i'm gonna get i'm gonna invade your personal space right now it's not that good and i think it's hilarious that rob who is in a band right musically trained (laughs) for the better part of two fucking decades michelle and he said yeah this girl i think he's blinded by the vision what he's getting oh listen becca checks all the boxes absolutely so but she does not check the box for singing no no but i mean everything else that she's worth i mean she she brings it to the table 100 percent. well how about this though becca uh was in firm control of this match at most points till mock ito had a hot streak yeah uh that running kick to the side of becca's face corner to corner was phenomenal uh the high knee strikes and striking ability and again Becca did try to trade off strikes with Maki Ito. Not a good idea. Maki Ito won the striking war in this match. But Becca does eventually hit her trademark finisher, which is the world tour. And she sends Maki Ito packing. And now Becca is the official new number one contender for Delmi Exo's featherweight championship. And before we get into your thoughts on the match, I love the match. I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, Love Duck. Surprised Becca at the end. She's walking to the back celebrating her win. And he gives her a box of some kind, a little gift. She didn't even t- take it, didn't acknowledge it, just kind of walked right past him, kind of did a whole shimmy shake, like, and she's goodbye. gone. Yeah, she was, yeah, she's totally, no, totally valid girl. Though. Love Dog looking very brokenhearted. He looked really sad. He did. Would you and... give, well, now, here's a serious question. Would you give, you being a, a semi-single lady, would you, would you give a guy like Love Dog a shot? Uh, he seems sweet, and he's buying her gifts. He's got this whole, you Well, he know, bought her a, a beautiful guitar that was handmade and she smashed it over Delmi Exo's head a few weeks ago and he's still trying to get with this girl still trying to get with her yeah or he's in like he's completely infatuated so he's like Rob he's blinded by the vision yeah or you know sometimes you're just like attracted to what you can't have or Mm. like you know what I mean Mm. she she's rejecting me and it makes me want her more which is completely psychotic well you have experience with that and as that being the one that a lot of people are attracted to that can't have it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's unnatural. Right. Okay, let me just move but, out of the way. Let her let her head get some fucking room here. All right, but seriously, all side notes. I think it's adorable, and I think that kind of effort from a person being like, "I'm interested in you," doesn't happen often. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna we're gonna quote Sel- we're gonna quote what you said about Selena Delarento. Yeah. You got 20 seconds. Yeah. You got to give Love Doug a pep talk. Oh what do you got? What do you say to Love Doug to tell him you got to keep going, Rebecca? You was kind, you was important, you was special, love Doug. Don't let them tell you any different. Chase that girl. It's okay how many times she rejects you. Just give her all your love. One day, maybe she'll see. One day, maybe she'll be like, you know what, love Doug? Let's go on a date. I accept. Fine, fine, not bad. 
I, that's a good pep talk. I don't, I don't really think he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's sulking right now, but he may watch this. I'm sorry. That was really off the top of my head. If I had some more time, I think I could. Have so, done listen, better. sometimes you get thrown in the fire. I know. I know. What you do. So love dog. There you go. Sending, there you go. Love for love dog. All right. What are your thoughts on this match though? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, I actually thought it was great. I think it was great that they had somebody like uh, Maki who is more, I want to say, is more of a wrestler, in my opinion. Just fair. Just based off the character alone, right? Becca, she's a superstar. She is a singer, right? That's how she's coming out. But I think they somehow balanced each other out in some weird way. Right. And um, I, I will say her finisher, What what is it called? Is World it Tour. Phenomenal. I did not expect to see athleticism like that from her. And I don't want that to come off bad. No, it's I don't just, think it comes It's the bad. character that comes out. She's singing. You know what I mean? That That's the idea I'm getting. But then to see her pull off a move like that, I was like, wow, okay. So she has talent. There is something behind there. If I can get past the bad singing, maybe I can enjoy myself a little bit. Well, remember, like, right, it's, it's a seagull strangled by a cat getting eaten by an alligator shot by the rednecks from deliverance all in a, a very jumbled should we just get move on? vocal coach can we get you a vocal no coach? we can't can get we... it no there's no money in the there's no money in the mlw rewind budget for a vocal coach i'm not, not paying for this not us can she do like can she do that herself is she but she according to rob she doesn't need a vocal coach she's got god-given talent well then i don't know how i can help girl it, it... you know what you're doing your thing i'm not gonna hate like, I'm not gonna. All right, moving on. Let's take it over to how about this? Matt Cardona versus Mance Warner. The time for talking is over. The time for air drying your feet is over. <laughs> the time for manicures and pedicures is over. The time is now. The feet will be kissed at the end of this match. No. And uh, I gotta say, the DDT right off the hop, Matt Cardona trying to. Squ- like get away saying he, he's the price has to go up after Mance takes early advantage uh then man's tracking him down the fight to the outside and then cardona doing almost a dirty deeds as ddt yes. the Mance war on the outside and he was busted wide open yeah. uh Mance took and gave all kinds of ridiculous amounts of punishment it was incredible and then Mance had it won he actually had it won the ref was counting and then fucking saint laurent pulled the foot up on the rope the ref saw it threw St. Laurent out, and then off that distraction, Cardona gets a low blow, and then he hits radio silence, and unfortunately, Mance Warner is on the losing end of this match. But Mance is a man of his word. Absolutely. So as Matt Cardona and St. Laurent both had their shoes, actually, I'll give Cardona credit. He took his own shoe and sock off. But MSL decided to bring in the ring announce, or the, um, I guess, the the, uh, costume escort girl that's out there. Call her... um... Uh, El Skanko. El Skanko, yeah. Called her El. It's not, yeah. Well, I mean, look at him. Does he look like he's he's wearing a, a knockoff Lord Chax? It wasn't even real. It was a knockoff. No, it was a definite. Knockoff. Oh, it was hundred percent knockoff. He can't afford that shit. Can't afford that shit at all. But he called El Skanko into the ring, and again, I'm quoting what he said. I'm not. It's not my opinion. It's what he said. He called El Skanko in the ring. She removed his. They looked like Doctor Scholl's like uh, form fitted shoes. Honestly, I don't know, but his foot looked. Weird. weird and then <laughs> the sock came off and i will say this quotables by matt striker that were amazing at the in this segment 
why is Matt Cardona's foot a different color from the rest of his body, i.e. the tanner not really reaching below the ankles? And then asking Joe Dombrowski as St. Laurent held out his foot, how much cholesterol do you think is in each one of those toes? So Matt Stryker, just fucking MVP of Fury Road, in my opinion. You are God's fucking gift, sir. Do not change at all. But Mance Warner, like I said, was a man of his word. So after yep. shoes and socks were removed, he was told to kiss MSL's first yep. foot first. And he, he took the mic. He said, I'm a man of my word. Yep. He knelt down. He held the foot. And then he proceeded to bite the toe, the big toe of MSL quite for quite a few seconds. He held that he like jaws alike. He was chomping on it. Yeah, and I mean, you're thinking about like if what the Dead Sea Scrolls would taste like. That's what I'm I'm picturing. Or like the Dead Sea, like just getting the Dead Sea. Yeah, covered. yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, a whole lot of a whole lot of Egyptian badness up in there. Like not even a foot scrub could have saved that foot. It was rough. It was a rough go. The but foot looked weird. Again, I I have to just say that it looked chalky. Like it just looked. It had a weird color it, to it. Like Matt Cardona's foot was weird, but this guy's foot. Okay, was so weird. I have a quotable that people may enjoy. I hope this goes viral. But Matt Cardona's tan looked a lot like like Neapolitan ice cream. The front was very chocolatey. The back was very strawberry. And the foot was your vanilla. It's a very uneven. It was very uneven. <laughs> it was very... And I even said to you, I said, why does his body look conflicted? It's like they're not sure where they're supposed to go. I feel like he was spray tanned by a blind person. Like, it was a rough go. It's a rough go. But then, like I mentioned, the the chest hair also makes it look dark. Like his chest looked black. So, in the words of in the words of uh, you know what's his name from uh, a crazy night shaving the chest. Whitey. 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 There you go. Shaving the chest. Just Cardona. Shave your fucking chest. Like, dude. Or or you know what? Don't be an eight like Ross. Just be a four. Just be a four. Just be a four. Be a four. Don't be an eight. Like it just, it was all fucked up. The tan really did throw me off, but this match was, this match <laughs> it was, was good though. The match was really good. The match was entertaining <laughs> as fuck. Uh, this was very much like the weapons of mass destruction match. We yeah. had doors, we had chairs, we had tables, we had all kinds of stuff. And we had a fat man in a velour suit. It was a lot of fabric. And this all was guys, this all was within the first hour of this incredible, like they packed in Yeah, they a really ton. gave us like hard hitting match, like match after match after match. They just kept it going. It was it was fantastic, but uh, thoughts on Mance Warner getting hungry, thoughts on Matt Stryker, thoughts on just this match in general, thoughts on Matt Cardona's yeah. MLW debut. Um, you know what? I thought it was what it was to be expected, hmm. right? We know Matt Cardona, we know the character, we know what to expect from him, we know Mance, we know like you know he's a little crazy, hmm. but. As he said, he is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. So it was great to see how they both approached the match. Mm-hmm. It was great to see how they both both were like, okay, I know you, you know me. How are we going to do this? Um, I thought they got really creative. And I thought the foot bite, not the kiss. Like, you know, who wants to kiss someone's foot, bro? Who wants that shit? Well, the bite. The bite. Okay, here's the only thing I have with the bite. Um, Rubbing alcohol after needed to wash out the mouth? Like... Vodka. The bacteria that you can get in your mouth from someone's foot yeah. is from anyone's anything. Oh, oh hell yeah. It's disgusting. So yeah. I really do hope he got some really good mouthwash. That fresh breath thing from Amazon is the shit. 
I hope that's what he did after Drew. No, Mance Warner probably knocked back a couple cold ones. That's Vance Warner's, like, why beer is, is his kryptonite. He loves it. Well, I hope the beer killed whatever bacteria he ingested. Yeah, if not, I mean, I'm sure they'll get the shots, and that'll kill it. He seems like a tough guy, though, so even if he doesn't get the shots, I feel like he Yeah, I feel okay. like Vance yeah, Warner feels, would be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, one of those guys with, like, a super strong immune system, so which is probably why he was like, oh, I can bite this. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, how about this? The first hour of this show was entertaining as hell. Yes. We had comedy. We had drama. We had foots being bitten we had just a whole bunch of everything yeah. but the second half of this card was pro wrestling at its finest and these three matches knocked it out of the park the first match in the second hour of fury road with ichiban versus hot sauce tracy williams and this match was fucking fire these two guys went at it technically they went at it brawling they went at it in a high-flying ability, and they took it to the ground for some amazing submission maneuvers. I cannot say enough about Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and Ichiban. When you find that dance partner in pro wrestling, yeah. you want to wrestle him as often as you can, and Ichiban debuted. Williams was the best guy to put him in the ring with, and these two did not disappoint. Ironically enough, as much as I have so much great things to say about this match, it was not match of the night. It was a contender, but Definitely it was not match of the night. It was not. No, I, I definitely feel the same way. I, I think it was a contender. But as, you know, we had two more matches afterwards, mm -hmm. right? You got to wait till you see the whole card and then you can make that decision. But this definitely was a close second. It was and a, it was a, was a, it was a front good. runner for yeah. match of the night. Absolutely was. And uh, the, the win was very simple. Ichiban hitting an off the rope sling blade on Tracy Hot Sauce Williams for the one, two, three. And Ichiban wins in his MLW debut so the man from japan's number one dojo he delivered exactly what he said he was going to do he came in he kicked ass and tracy williams took it to the limit i'm not taking anything away from hot sauce yeah he yeah. made he made ichiban work for this win and i, I yeah no 100 100 but when ichiban landed that and he got the one two three i mean i was like let's go buddy you know so i, I really do think that this match was fantastic dare i say it's one to watch again just for the sheer i would watch that. this match again like if you're opening up a wrestling school and you want to teach your students exactly how to tell the perfect story right. this would be a match i would show them this would rank up there with me just the story that was told in the ring with wrestlemania 10 cool. and i know you're thinking about all the history like really george are you okay but i, I put it that way the story that these guys told was yeah. utterly unforgettable and if you don't know what i'm talking about a lot of you are probably out there right now watching all out and that's great. I hope you enjoy it. But here in this house, we watch MLW. And Fury Road fucking delivered all kinds. Now, how about this? Before we get into the next match, there was an announcement made after this match. But I'm so excited that I cannot wait to announce this now. As we know, we announced on MLW Rewind a few weeks ago, New Japan and MLW had a little partnership. The first taste was Kushida coming to MLW to face Tony Depp. That match happened tonight at Fury Road. And it was phenomenal. Yes. But... The big news was after the match that Mizoro Suzuki is coming to MLW on October 14th, Slaughterhouse. You are going to see Suzuki in action. My only question is, who the fuck is he going to fight? Because put him in a match with Tracy Hot Sauce Williams, I am down. Put him in a match with Alex Kane. Oh. I am down. Yeah. Put him in a match with fucking Willie Mack. Oh. I am down. Yeah. Fuck it. 
put him in a match with Alex Hammerstone or Jacob fucking oh, Fatu. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I think this he has so much potential. And I think there there is a whole roster here at MLW that they can yeah, go toe to toe with one of the yeah. gods of pro fucking wrestling. Yeah, right? Okay, and guys, you're gonna get to watch this match not for $49.99, not for $59.99, not for $69.99, for $7.99. How incredible is that? Fight plus, guys, monthly subscription service, $7.99. And you get all the content, not only from MLW, but everything else. Fight Plus is probably, hands down, one of my favorite subscription services. And I enjoy every single fucking thing about it. And you get all these amazing MLW events included in that, along with GCW and so many other fantastic promotions. I couldn't list them all. Right? How do you go wrong with eight bucks a month? That's four copies. Right? Three, three, three and a half. Yeah, but here, listen, Canada is only one size, extra large or bust. There's no other size. If you don't extra large, you get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> now, talking about this match behind me, Tony Deppin, Kushida. Holy fuck. Yeah. What I loved most about this match, they had chemistry and it was absolutely fantastic. But Deppin, in his engagement with the crowd, yes. taking off people's hats, throwing off people's At one point, he actually spit nose booger into a crowd member's face and yeah I, I get it you know we're always worried about you know covid and flu season but it was worth it i would take a snot shot from tony depp okay well you know what you're more, some of us are always built different yeah that's cool you can be built different some of us are built different but also reaching into his his trunks and pulling out the middle finger oh, yes that was classic yeah but this match was just mind-boggling kushida is so underrated. WWE letting him go was the biggest mistake yeah, they ever fucking ridiculous. made. Uh, and Tony Deppin just delivers on so many scales. And uh, Tony Deppin looks like if Neville Longbottom and Jamie Kennedy had like a one night stand. This Tony Deppin, he looks like Jamie Kennedy from Scream 2. Fuck you. Like he that's, does, he but does. you know what? He was fantastic. I think he, he, he can wrestle. His, yeah, he played his part. He can wrestle. Like he made me hate him. He made me be like, this guy's a shit. But he also made you appreciate his ability to where you could boo the man and then cheer the shit he's doing in the ring. Be like, fucking, I hate this guy, but that was fucking awesome. Yeah. He had Kushida at a standstill for a long time. He took away his flying ability. He was targeting the back. He was targeting his arms. He pulled away from so many different submission holes that Kushida threw out. And he also got Kushida in quite a few. But regardless, Kushida hits the back to the future for the one, two, three. And at the end, I thought we were going to get a show of respect. Tony Deppin went back in the ring. He laid his hand out yep. there. And when Kushida went to extend it, Tony Deppin gave Kushida that. Kushida in the middle of the ring yep. just saying, hey, I got the W. It is what it is. But this match, again, not match the night, but it could have easily been a contender. Really? For me? This was match of the night this for you? This was match of the night. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not saying wow. I'm surprised. The main event was bad or anything i just i really enjoyed the chemistry between these two like okay and you know what that's that's fair if you think so way you would rank it would probably be and we haven't talked about the main event yet but the way you would rank it for you would be match night would be kashida and Deppin. yes itchy bond and tracy williams would probably be second yeah and then the main event would be third yeah see for me it would be the main event oh yes yes kashida and Deppin. and then and then hot sauce and itchy bond like the, the, the the second hour of this card the first hour was entertaining as yes. fuck yeah but the second hour was, so was pro wrestling yeah. at its yeah. fucking finest if you're a pro wrestler a true pro wrestling fan 
just watch it. Fuck, watch the whole card because it was amazing. But the second hour is phenomenal. And you know what? That's fair. I respect that Kashida Deppin was your favorite. But I have personal ties to Kane and Mac. Yeah, yeah, I've watched this story build. So I really, I was so invested and I thought they delivered. But Kashida versus Deppin was fucking phenomenal. And kudos to everyone on the card because MLW brought it tonight and they delivered on so many different levels. That ECW arena chanted, this is awesome a few times. They told Becca to shut the fuck up, which was absolutely amazing. That was fantastic. They were were yelling out Kushida. The crowd was hot tonight and that made the environment so much better. And now without further ado, it is time for the main event. Alex Kane, Willie Mack, Weeks upon weeks upon weeks of talking back and forth, lightning fast chops that showed Alex Kane's glass jaw. And here we are. Yeah. Willie Mack came out focused. He looked ready. Yeah. He was he was happy to be there. He was excited to be there, but it was a different Willie Mack. Right. This was one who was 20 years waiting for an opportunity to world title shot. And the time was tonight. Alex Kane came out doing the Bumaye thing. He came out with his whole entourage. He came out with Bougie. He came out with Mr. Thomas. Mr. Thomas is his corner man, was in his corner the entire time. And I will say this. Mr. Thomas is a true corner man because he did not interfere in this match at all. He was out there. And at one point, he did try to reach in, but they were too far in the center of the ring. Right. But Willie Mack and Alex Kane was just fucking incredible. This was match of the night. And to see two big boys yeah. flying around the ring like they were at the speeds they were going, at the power they were doing. German suplex to Willie Mack on the floor. Yeah. Exploder suplex to Alex Kane in the corner. Back and forth. The strikes. The ability. Willie Mack hit the moonsault. I thought yeah, it was ridiculous. over. I thought yeah. it was over. Kane somehow got the shoulder. Didn't fully kick out, but got the shoulder enough up for the ref to see it. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say is the end. The end was heartbreaking, but it was perfect. Alex Kane got Willie Mack in the fade to black. Yes. Mack was so close to ropes, but he was just exhausted by this point as they went for a good yeah. 20 minutes. It was a good match. Yeah. And they were hard. And Alex Kane, remember early, Ale- Willie Mack got a wicked back fist on Kane. Yeah, I was going to mention and that. And he rocked him. He rocked Alex Kane for the first little chunk of that match he looked like he had stars in his fucking eyes a little bit and he was trying to like gather himself and thankfully he did he was able to kind of muster up whatever and kind of get his head back into the game but willie mack really out the gate was like i'm i'm here for blood he definitely had those blinders on i definitely yeah that energy was like i'm here this is business i know what i'm here for and i'm here to take this title from you yeah Yeah. and 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 these two guys did not disappoint all the smack talk all the promos it lived up to the hype for me uh and uh again like i said the ending fade to black was locked in willie mack did pass out there was the one there was the two and then the arm drop for the three, it looked like he did get it up. But at that point, it might have gone down too low, in my opinion. I'd have to go back and really watch yeah. it again. But I feel like the ref made the right call. Even if Willie got back up from that, it would have been a few more moves later that Willie might have been. Yeah. It might have been over. Yeah. But then how about this? Alex Kane, at the end of the match, grabs the mics, says, cut the music. Willie Mack is in the corner. He's still trying to shake the cobwebs yeah. out. And Alex Kane leads over and said, all this time, I said you weren't worth it. But you have that fire. You had that drive. You earned my respect tonight. Yeah. And that's on Bumaye. Yeah. And he gives Willie, he tells Willie before you go, you got to give Bumaye. Yeah. So Willie just smiles. He turns to the crowd. He says, the one only time I'm going to do it, yeah, you, you better, better appreciate it. it. Yeah. 
and he gives a Bumaye, he gets out of the ring. He earned everyone a Bumaye's fight camp respect tonight. And Alex Kane walks out, still your reigning, defending, heavyweight champion of the world. And that is on Bumaye. Is it because it's for the people? It's for the people. What is Bumaye for? For the people. For the people, guys. If you're not fucking down with that, you should be. And I didn't even have the graphic. I didn't have the graphic up the whole time. I was so hyped about that match. It was a phenomenal match, though. Like, for real. I completely understand how you um, feel it's the match of the night. Like, incredible match. um, Very heavy hitting. You could tell that both these guys knew what it was for them. Like, we have a mission. Exactly. Willie's first opportunity Alex's first title defense. Yeah, exactly. You have to bring it. You have to show that he's a verified champion. Yes. But you also, this match. He's a worthy opponent. Yeah. This match, you can't take anything away from Willie Mack. He maybe didn't get the W today, but you can't take anything away from Willie Mack. No, no, no. Even though he he may have not have gotten the title today, I don't think this was a loss. So you don't see this as a loss. You you see this as a, I guess it's, again, cliche seems to be the word of the episode, but do you think it's a a learning experience for Lily Mac? Do you think he'll go back and study if there's never an opportunity down the line? He'll know what to do differently. I think so. I think that show of camaraderie at the end of the match was really classy. It's really like, I think as a champion or even as an opponent is like, yo, we went in there, we gave it our all. Fucking killed each other. Yeah, you know? So I do think that moment was really great, but that doesn't discount any fact that, you know, Willie might be like, oh, I got another chance at this. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Just because I shook your hand doesn't mean that I don't want that title. I'm I'm glad you respect me, but I didn't come here for respect. I came here for that gold. gold. That's right. That's right. So guys, that's it. In a nutshell, that's Fury Road. And what an epic two hours. The replay is available on on Fight Plus. Once you're done all out, guys, give it a shot. Yeah. Fury Tomorrow's Road. a holiday. Tomorrow's a holiday. It's Labor Day. Give Fury Road a shot. It's two hours well worth it. And there's not much I can say about it. And guys, this was the first fallout that I've done that I haven't argued over someone's singing ability. And it's been a breath of fresh air for me. I miss Bobby. And I appreciate him. He is my homie. He's my best friend. I love that guy like a brother. But for someone who's been musically inclined for the better part of two decades. Yeah, it's tone deaf. I've said that too. I've said I've said that. I said you have to be fucking toe deaf. You have to be. And you know what it is because he plays. He wears a mask when he plays too. So maybe that's messing up what's going on in there. This will definitely be the uh, the clip for the episode when it drops. It's gonna drop right now tonight. Yeah. Fury Road. So check it out after all out. It's gonna go up on YouTube right away. Uh, we also did a couple different camera angles. I'm trying some new stuff tonight. So peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. That's it for the Rewind. I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. This is the Voice of Reason. Michelle Arujo. That's it. Peace. Bye, guys.